Good afternoon, um, good morning, or good evening, wherever you're joining from. This is the Business Leadership Podcast Live, and it is Friday, the 21st of December, 2018, episode number 71, and I am Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Podcast Live is a is a live call-in radio show where I have a dialogue with business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they are calling in. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy um, day before the holidays for many of us. And I guess for those uh, celebrating, happy first day of winter. It's winter solstice. Um, so I'm excited for today. I'm 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 sure like everyone out there is is really just thinking about the holidays now. But I'm excited for this show because I got a special co-host today. His name is Michael Cobrin. He is uh he's the founder and president of the Cobrin Group. It's a boutique creative leadership firm, and he's a facilitator, coach, keynote speaker. He connects the worlds of creativity, leadership, and strategy to drive organizational change um i thought it would be both of mostly michael where he comes expert i thought it would be a great idea to, to discuss um how important how important creativity is to you and your organization and i thought that was a brilliant idea because uh something that first off we never really talked about on the show and secondly me going into 2019 i have a couple of projects that may require me personally to to do more creativity but more on that um as the new year rolls in so if you are joining us live um we'd love to hear from you just say hi let us know where you're joining from if you are an expert or, or have any specific questions when it comes to creativity with you or within your organization please let us know michael happy friday how are you doing today great thanks for having me it's it's like talking before you know before lunch or after lunch at a session. So before the holidays, hopefully uh, we'll get people listening in. Well, the good news is after lunch or after uh, the breaks, um, people can't revisit what we said with, with this platform. This It lives on forever, Michael, so we could keep sharing it forever. <laughs> and uh, we just may not get the people live. Well, hopefully people are listening live. I, I know when I, when I look at uh, the stats, uh, sometimes we can see who's joining in. But super excited to have you. Um, so why don't we just jump right in, uh, Michael? Why, why is creativity important to you? Sure. And, you know, for me, I, I really sum that up in, in one word, and it's inspiration. And I find that when I'm being creative in my own way and building things and creating things, I get the sense of flow and energy and inspiration that, you know, I've tried in other ways, but I just can't seem to access anywhere else. And one of the things I've found, at least in my life, is that creativity has been a key driver of change and transformation, both you know, at work and in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really shaped my career over the past four years. And as I've looked back on my life, it's really been one of those common themes that when I look back, really pieced everything together in a way that um, made me look very differently at the work I was doing in my career. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's really interesting in, in, in how, you know, you just summed it up in terms of like how it makes you think differently. Um, how, and specifically, what what types of things 
did you do that helped you change in terms of like getting into that mindset first off? Sure. And it's interesting because one of the things that happened to me a couple of years ago, I ended up bumping into my high school English teacher in Thornhill. And you know, given that I grew up in South Africa, it was a bit more than a coincidence that I bumped into her. And it's interesting because when I was speaking to her and I told her what I did and I told her, you know, I became an accountant and she was actually a bit taken aback. And I remember her saying, oh, you know, she remembers me loving uh, being creative and loving the social sciences. And when I spoke to her, I was just thinking, you know, yes, yes, that's exactly what I love. It just took me 20 plus years to sort of sort that out in my career. Um, but but how it's really impacted me is I, I changed the way I viewed myself and my own creative identity. And after leaving the corporate world sort of four years ago, um, I started focusing a lot more time on my creative energy, putting my energy into things that that gave me joy and allowed me to express my creativity. So that was writing, um, that was design, that was photography. I'm also a photographer and have a photography business. So I think a big part of of that shift really was starting to view myself as creative, recognizing that I have this creative potential, and then trying to work out sort of what what medium really worked for me in terms of expressing my creativity. I mean, that's that's super interesting. Even coming from someone like myself, Michael, I mean, it's almost like um, I come from the engineering background and now um, I'm, a, I'm a media host, right? I'm a podcast host or I do interviews. And now this year, and maybe, maybe you know this book, it's called uh, The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron. Um, but, uh, you know, it's almost like identifying myself as an artist. Um, and then that sort of changed the shift in me as well into, you know, understanding that a lot of things I do is creative, um, you know, creating content or creating new projects or or even creating um, dialogue or conversations with everyone. It's It's just a mindset shift, right? No, absolutely. And I find that when you ask that question to people, do you consider yourself creative? Um, a lot of people come back and say no, or they say, oh, I'm not artistic and I can't draw. And we just have this one, you know, we, we think of creativity in one way and that's, you know, being artistic, but that's just really one form of creative expression. And there's so many others. I mean, the lawyers I've worked with, the accountants I've worked with, data analysts, you know, those people are incredibly creative. It's just they're connecting things and doing things in, in different ways to how people traditionally think of creativity. So, you know, one of the barriers I've always found when it comes to creativity is really ourselves and a lot of our own self-limiting beliefs around what creativity is and our capacity to be creative. Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I just wanted to rewind. I know, for, so for those who are just joining us, what we're talking about is creativity and how creativity can improve um, yourself personally and professionally and, and as a business leader, definitely. Um, just wanted to take it back because you just quickly mentioned it. I mean, you were in accounting space um, or a financial services space for many years, right, Michael? So yeah. what really, was it Was it maybe, what was happening at the time that made you change focus? And then all of a sudden you, you see your high school teacher, like what, what was sitting below in the gut that was making you feel unrest, I guess? Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. You know, I find at different points in our career, there's always that when our values are out of whack or, you know, something isn't right, we feel that, that sense of unease. And I think for me, I'd reached a point in my career where, you know, in many ways, I sort of had lost touch with who I was and what it is that I really wanted. And I found that, 
you know, in the corporate world, it's easy to just, you know, go from promotion to promotion and ride that wave. Um, and sometimes it's easier than, you know, sitting back and asking those bigger questions. What impact do I want to have on the world? What legacy do I want to leave? And when I started thinking about those things and realizing that, you know, risk management wasn't the, the perfect way for me to yeah. express my creativity. You know, I'm sure they're you know, very creative risk management professionals, but I, I just realized that it wasn't the best use of my skills and talents. And, and for me, that's always been one of my values is recognizing, you know, my skills and talents and being able to use them to, you know, the best of my ability. So there were a lot of different things that were driving it, but I knew that I wasn't creating and building and having an impact on people in a way that that really was important to me. I see, I see. So I'm curious um, in terms of creativity and the, the work you do, uh, when you find yourself defining what creativity is, like what, how, how do you define it? Sure. I find a lot of people, it's a word that we throw around in companies every day. And when I do a lot of workshops around creativity and ask people, what is creativity? You know, often you, you get such different definitions. And like most things, I'd say that there are many different definitions of creativity. But one of the ones that I've always liked, it's a quote from Rollo May. And he said, creativity is the process of bringing something new into being. So really, from a simple perspective, it's you're creating something that didn't exist before. And where I find a lot of companies often have challenges is they interchange creativity with innovation. And I spend a lot of time, you know, really being clear around what the difference is between creativity and innovation. And from my perspective, creativity is really the source. It's the input. Um, you know, you can be creative without being innovative, but you cannot be innovative without being creative. So I think a lot of companies out there are starting to, you know, they have these innovation agendas, but they aren't really spending time looking at the source or the input and what can people do to be more creative? Um, and then how can we use that creativity to drive more innovation in their organizations? I mean, that, I mean, you just said um, something that really interests me and, and I'm not sure, and maybe I want to get a better understanding sure. it, your point of view is like, you're like basically said, the statement, you know, companies are being innovated, but not being creative. Like, where do you see that? And I mean, like, how does it impact it? Or, or, or are they even, you know, that statement, when you say that, it's, it's like, they're really not being innovative. <laughs> like, 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 they're just saying it. Sure. So just, just to clarify, what I meant was that um, you can be creative without being innovative, but you can't be innovative without being creative. Okay, okay. So, so, I, so I would say that, uh, you know, innovative companies um, definitely have to be creative. But what I would also say is that I think there are a lot of companies that are doing a, a sort of a good talk about innovation, but aren't really focusing on, on what is driving creativity. So those ones I would say are probably not being innovative, but they're, they're talking about it and trying to drive it, but not being successful in their efforts because they haven't really focused on what allows people to be creative and what enables creativity. I see. So when you're working with these organizations, how do you, like, I mean, even, even for myself, I, I believe I'm creative, um, like I mentioned, and I think I'm trying to tap into that creativity potential that I have as well. Um, but also, it's kind of scary um, thinking or making that mind shift that I am a creative person, right? <laughs> um, so what what type of activities do you do to help people grasp the fact of creativity or even to 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 make that spark again? 
Sure. So, you know, for one of the things I do is, is getting people to explore sort of what creativity means to them. Mm-hmm. So the first case is, you know, in, in you had mentioned that the podcast and other areas that you work in. So first it's people need to connect with what they view as creativity. So for some people, it might be around connecting things. Some people, it might be something more artistic. Um, some people, it could just be something as simple as sort of problem solving. Uh, so the first is really working out to people what really resonates with them and, and what is their form of creative expression. So that's really the, the start. And then what I do is, is starting through different tools, is starting to get people to um, solve problems in, in more creative ways. And there are a bunch of sort of different tools that, that I use that, that I'm happy to sort of chat about as well. Um, but yeah, different tools that you can use to almost force creativity and creative thinking. Well, that's super interesting. If you're just joining us um, live, what we're talking about is creativity. How to tap into the you know that type of creativity mindset um, to drive innovation within your organization or or even personally. Um, super super interesting. And, and I'll tell you, I'm going to share with you, Michael, in terms of like why I think coming into 2019 to be creative is you know, I do come from the engineering background, so doing solutions, um, thinking about different ways of connecting things i took specifically actually computer systems engineering so i you, you said key things like connecting dots how do things work together and now for me on the social social networks per se is like i see that as well when i'm connecting different ecosystems different businesses and see how everyone can collaborate in ways i i find myself trying to find creative ways for not only myself to get involved as other ecosystems within within the toronto area or within Canada and stuff like that. So it's super, it's super interesting. Um, question is, what what are some of the biggest barriers to being creative? So one of the ones that, that I found is, is obviously our, ourselves and, and our self-limiting beliefs. The second one I found, and especially in organizations, is lack of trust. Mm-hmm. And there was an organization called LRN, and they released this really interesting report called the How Report. And in that report, they had sort of defined what a high-trust organization was. And they had shown that high-trust organizations were 11 times more innovative than low trust ones using sort of the metrics that they had. So one of the things I think people really need to realize is one of the things you said earlier too was that being creative and putting yourself out there can be scary. Mm-hmm. And, and that is why having the trust, having these, you know, the, the psychological safety in an organization is so important. And so many organizations who are, are trying to drive innovation agendas, they really need to go back and start asking the question, what is the level of trust really like in our organizations? And how comfortable do people feel putting up their hands, expressing their views, particularly when those views might go against you know, some deeply held beliefs within the organizations? So I find that trust is one of the big barriers or perhaps one of the biggest barriers in organizations around creativity. The other one that I hear people talk about a lot is time. Um, you know, I, I see it being used, people are busy, we're probably busier now than we always were, but sometimes it's being used as an excuse because I've, I've even got exercises where, you know, in two minutes you can start connecting things in different ways to drive creativity. But I think people are having trouble creating space and time for creativity because it doesn't just happen. Um, you need to create the right environment. You need to allow people time to think and process and use different media, whether it's visual triggers 
to really start thinking in ways that are different to how people may have thought of, you know, solutions in the organizations before. I mean, that's that's really interesting in terms of that. And uh, it brings it back to to two things, actually. So one thing I did mention earlier was uh, a book I read earlier this year. It's called The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron. And she, she wrote this book in the 70s. She's, she was a writer and she wanted to teach people how to get out of that creative blocks and two two exercises she specifically talked about was one was doing like these things she called morning pages where as soon as you wake up you write down three full pages eight and a half by eleven whatever comes to your mind to paper so just to flush out the mind so whatever conscious it's like a meditative process but one thing what i wanted to talk about was she has these things a weekly activity called um artist uh artist dates um and this is why i'm bringing this up is because you said you have to create space and her theory with artist dates was that you should book time alone with your artist self and do whatever your artist self wants to to keep feeding that artist child or that person in you to keep helping them become more creative and I I took that to heart. I you know when I was reading the book, I went I did so many things that I always said I would do when I was growing up, and it just allowed myself to enjoy doing things just for the sake of doing things. And secondly, is I took that to another level. Second half of the year, Michael, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I actually, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are always so busy. Um, I I coined this thing in the, my Facebook group called Do Nothing Days. So it's sort of like an artist date, but um, don't book any meetings, don't do anything, don't work, don't even schedule anything uh, during a workday and just do whatever you ends up doing that you want to do. It could be watching a movie, which I did one day, <laughs> or it could it could just go out, see with friends. and But it gives your mind some space that I don't have any tasks to do. And who knows what your mind will do and, and you really you just have to feed um the feed what your mind or your heart wants to do that day and don't say no to it. it's like saying yes to your creative side or your curious side or your adventure side um do you ever see that or ever have some sort of practice like that that you you talk about uh i i do and and i definitely that's something i recommend with my clients just to take i always joke you know, google had their you know, their programs where they give people sort of time away to work on whatever projects they want. And I always joke with my clients, well, you know, I think you should give everyone, you know, every Friday off to start uh, programs like that. But I, I really encourage people to take time, whatever it is, whether it's an hour, but designate a time where they don't have to think about anything. But sometimes people find it hard to really tune out. For me, I'd say photography is my, like that is my space. When I'm out in nature, that is the only thing that I find really calms down my mind. Uh, so it's being out in nature, it's it's taking photos. So that is really my creative expression that really, you know, once I come out of a hike or an environment like that, I'm I'm thinking differently and I'm able to connect things in, in different ways. And I found that too, even just leaving, you know, my previous job, once I'd created space to just, you know, build things and focus on my business and design things, I actually found that my mind was turned on again mm -hmm. and was connecting things and triggering things in, in very different ways. And in you know, many ways it's hard to explain unless you've gone through that, but the power of space is, is really underestimated uh, because so often we're in this sort of executive function where we're thinking, we're problem solving, but people don't realize that to really come up with 
unconventional ideas and to allow ideas to incubate, you actually have to play a little and, and do things that don't involve a lot of deep thought. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and the key word is play, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, as adults or professionals or grown folk, we think that we're not allowed to play or do things um, childish, like quote unquote childish, right? But that's, I think when you're in that space, beautiful things happen inside, right? Because uh, you're really feeding that uh, creativity. And, 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 and I know some folks think that, you know, we have to do something for purpose. But it doesn't have to be for perfect. Just, just do it because you like doing it. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> why not, right? Um, yeah. If if you're just joining us live, what we're talking about is creativity and specifically, you know, how, what are the activities you're doing to 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 make yourself creative? Like, what's one thing you could do this week um, that could help feed your creative side? And it doesn't have to be for a specific goal or return of investment or project, right, Michael? Um, so if you have any questions, let us know. Question that you mentioned earlier is, you know, you, you're working with these organizations or, or they make the statement in, um, you know, a corporate-wide statement. Okay, we're going to have an innovation agenda. And you just said earlier, that's great to have that, but where's the trust? Like, <laughs> Where do you, you have to start somewhere at the base and the base is trust is, is what I got from what you were saying. So how do you, how did, how do, how did you find successful companies or corporations promote openness and trust um, if they didn't have it at first? Sure. So I, I think the first thing that they need to do is, is really have a discussion with people around what does openness and trust look like in our organization. Mm -hmm. And I see it quite often. I've, you know, I've worked with organizations that talk about having an open environment, but then you go into a meeting and you see people aren't sharing their ideas or they're holding back, or there's, you know, people just don't feel comfortable talking in front of executives. So I, I think it's really creating environments where people feel comfortable. So, you know, it's looking at if you have a meeting, who needs to be in that meeting for people to feel comfortable? And often with senior level people, it's not that people, there isn't trust always, but sometimes people don't necessarily feel comfortable. So you have to start small and create these sort of small pockets for people to share their ideas. And then you maybe can share it with a, a bigger group. But I find it's, it's really, yeah, starting small in, in different areas and, and with different groups and in each organization working out what is the best way to make people comfortable, to put them at ease, um, and really allow them to, to share their, their, their thoughts. So in many cases, sometimes organizations, you know, you, you'd have to facilitate some discussions to really get people to open up and share. And that's where having successful organizations have different exercises they do. They, you know, they get people inspired around creativity and problem solving. And they, I'd say the big thing is how they respond when, they hear different ideas or they hear ideas that they don't agree with. It's building on those ideas rather than just shutting them down. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, and it's really allowing people to not only share that, but let them run with it, right? If it makes sense, why not? Like depending on obviously what type of organization they're in, um, whenever you, any of your team members have an idea, let's run with it <laughs> see what happens and obviously keep a short leash on it but i think that empowers everyone when your ideas are heard not only heard but it's like acted 
acted upon, right? And I'm sure you yeah. see that all the time, right, Michael? And, and one of the things too, a simple tool that people can use, we're also used to this traditional brainstorming approach where you go into a meeting, people say, share your ideas and people just <laughs> shout things out. And a lot of people, particularly people who are more introverted, it can be very intimidating. So a simple tool that people can use, it's called brain writing, but it's just asking people to think of their ideas and write them down beforehand and then share them. So just something as simple as that allows people to sort of write down their ideas without the pressure of everyone looking at them. And then you have an opportunity to either have them present or post them on a wall or, um, yeah, just, you know, talk about those ideas, but in a different way than your traditional brainstorming where everyone just sort of shouts out ideas. I love that, Michael. I, I mean, I just seen that happen recently uh, in, in an organization I was working with. I was brought in just, just for some insight, but, but the facilitator did that. You know, they gave all these sticky notes and say, okay, here's our topics. Just write down whatever comes to mind and then post it. You know, like it just just allows people. And, and I think you said it right, because the introverts, they have amazing ideas, but shouting out ideas is putting them very uncomfortable because you always have that A type guy. Maybe that guy's name is Edwin in the room <laughs> <laughs> seeing all the uh, seeing all his ideas. Right. And then and I'm very, uh, you know, I could I could sell my idea to everyone. Right. So yeah. it's make, making it even even playing field. So that, that's a great idea. If you're just joining us live, what Michael is talking about is creativity. You know how to how to make make brainstorming sessions, how to build trust within organizations, and not just having those quote unquote brainstorming sessions, so everyone understands that they have a voice that could be heard. So if you have any questions, we have a couple minutes left. Feel free to to write it down if you're listening live into the browser. If you're listening to this on the replay and you have any specific questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. Um, email me, edwin at thebusinessleadership.com. And if you have a specific question from Michael, let me know and I will definitely hunt him down <laughs> to, to get that answer. Um, Michael, great conversation. I'm loving this, especially like uh, specific projects that I'm, I'm working into. I'm thinking about writing out my book, maybe not thinking about, I think I decided already next year. Uh, so it's like, how do I get into that mindset and that practice of always writing every day and creating that space as well. So this, this, this was a perfect topic. So thank you for bringing that up. I'd love it if you could share any final thoughts, um, recommendations, or ideally any type of actionable, actionable recommendations that you could give to the listeners today or even myself michael <laughs> sure so one of the things that i've started using a lot that has really helped in terms of creative problem solving is a framework uh, from the creative problem solving it's called the creative problem solving framework and it has four pillars that are clarify ideate develop and implement and I find that that has been such a key piece in, in helping drive creativity because it separates all the pieces. So first is you know, getting people focused on what am I trying to do? What is the problem I'm trying to solve? And then it gets them thinking about well, what ideas can I do to do that? And then how do I develop and implement? So that is for people specifically in organizations who are looking to implement creative problem solving in perhaps a bit more of a deliberate way. Um, I'd say for individuals who are looking to just tap into their creativity, again, it's just identifying what gives you energy. Start thinking back to, you know, when you felt most creative, what were you doing at that time? And try just tap into 
that uh, that source of energy again in you know in a small way, even if it is a couple of minutes uh, each week. No, that's great. I really appreciate you for sharing that, and uh, I look I look to implement some of those things as well within my work and in my personal space as well. Michael, it's it's uh, an absolute pleasure having you co-host today. Um, where could we find more information about you, um, your company, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Sure. So you know, you can certainly follow my my journey on Twitter um, and LinkedIn. And for those of you who are interested in photography, um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much where people can keep in touch. Well, th- this has been great, Michael. Um, really happy that uh, we were able to work together. Really happy that you were, uh, believe it or not, my last episode of 2018. So we're celebrating a milestone here. <laughs> That's great. As a coach, I believe in the power of celebration and taking time to celebrate. Yeah. So we're celebrating. This was a super successful year in terms of this platform, the dialogue platform and my, my call-in radio show. And I love that we ended off the year with the topic of creativity. So I invite you back to the show in the new year. Um, we could talk about something along creativity or, or other things that you think would be helpful for our listeners as well. And if you are listening and want have a specific topic, let us know. Um, we'll definitely put it out there. But again, Michael, have have a fantastic holidays and uh, we'll, we'll reconnect in the new year. Thanks. Uh, yeah, enjoy your time off and hopefully you'll spend it on some creative pursuits. I will do, will do. We'll talk soon, Michael. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. This was the Business Leadership Podcast Live, which is... Um, it's almost daily show. It happens every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As just mentioned, taking a little hiatus on this platform um, to take the needed time to spend with the family, um, enjoy the new year, and reflect and 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 build up that creativity side as we come into the new year. Um, so feel free to follow me on social media, um, and we'll definitely let you know if you if you have a topic that you'd love to discuss and join me as a co-host. Just let me know. You could punch it in into the dialogue uh, page today and, uh, and we'll look out for that. Lastly, if you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out my podcast. It's uh, called the business leadership podcast where I sit down with business leaders to discuss the personal journey and their experience of business leadership. New episode drops every Tuesday. You could catch it on Spotify, our height radio, Apple podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy first day of winter. Happy holidays, everyone. I'll see you in the new year. Edwin signing off.